Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor and resiliency expert, helping people to think, speak, and act positively through the many and varied challenges of life. You can find out more about me in this interview at my website, which is Tom, the number two, and tall, T-A-L-L dot com. Our guest today is the amazing Gina Vest, a fellow Canadian even, which is even better. Uh, since starting her career as a mortgage broker in 2003, Gina Vest and her team have built one of the largest brokerages in Western Canada, Mortgage Alliance West. Early into her career, Gina had the opportunity to participate in the original certified networker program offered by the Referral Institute. It was in that course that she learned how to develop and execute a strategy using referral marketing, which she immediately began to incorporate into her business model. And as of January 2015, the results speak for themselves. Mortgage Alliance West closed over $100 million in mortgages for its clients. Gina has been certified by well-known leaders such as Janet Bray uh, Atwood, uh, The Passion Test, Mike Macedonio and Ivan Meisner. I'll be interviewing Ivan Meisner next month. They're from the Referral Institute, and Ivan is the founder of BNI. And Dove Barron, Authentic Speakers Academy for Leadership, who I've also interviewed and who just released his newest book. Along with a biz- new business partner, Mike Dreher, Gina created Intentional Success, Inc., which offers training, coaching, and consulting to help people achieve amazing businesses, and spectacular lives by helping their clients to become clear about what they truly want and guiding them to discover the freedom to build the success they choose. Intentional Success, Inc. is building a supportive and creative community of leaders. These individuals have integrity at their core, and together they are thriving, supporting, and inspiring others creating a ripple effect that impacts everyone around them. Welcome to the show today, Gina. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Now, I found you through a post of Anne Bullius on Facebook, and it was something that Dov Barron had wrote about you. I gather he was going through a tough period of some sort, and you were like amazingly... Uh, helpful, supportive, encourager. It was a nice long post about uh, the impact you had on him just by checking in with him every day and uh, checking to see how he was doing. I think it had something to do with eating because you kept checking what he was eating. Uh, <laughs> and so that told, that told me a lot about you. And so I was like, wow, i got to have someone like that on my show. Well, the post was about Anne's experience when we... Um, Anne was one of my colleagues when we did the Authentic Speaker Academy for Leadership with Dawes Barron. And it was Anne who was the one I would check on every day because she, um, it's a very interesting journey. And uh, when you go through, the, through this amazing program, a lot of things come up. And for Anne, she had some struggles and I stood by her side. And that was one of the ways she thanked me was with that post. And I was quite caught off guard by it. Um, <laughs> it sure was nice. Then, it was sure nice, and since then, Anne has come out of her 
cocoon, we will say, and she is spreading her wings and building her life coaching business. And she's actually one of our clients with Intentional Success, Inc. And she is my... Ooh. She is my... It gives me goosebumps. Um, she's the example of, of what I'm trying to... My partner and I are trying to do here and support people in the success they choose. Nice. So what, we've discovered, what we've discovered along the way... A lot of people in business, and I know in regular, you know, nine-to-five jobs as well, they're usually doing it for somebody else or they've fallen into it. It's not something they woke up one day or, you know, worked on and realized one day, this is what I want to do. People fall into opportunities and they take them. So part of my journey with all of this is I had to stop and ask myself, what do I want? And I went after it myself, and that's how Intentional Success has been born. Now, I'm blessed that I have both companies, and I've so far figured out how to do both um, because my heart is equally in both places. But to support people like Anne to build their businesses of their dreams and have spectacular lives, that's, that's really what I'm here to do. That's how I'm serving others. Wow. I have a friend, Tom Sutter, who... Uh, says, uh, well, he has a job that pays the bill and a job that pays the heart. Uh, he has a foundation for children with uh, childhood cancer and their families. And, and so one job pays the bills, the other pays the heart. It sounds like a little bit about what you do. And what I was excited about in your description there is that you help clients to become clear about what they truly want. And Napoleon Hill's number one success principle if you don't have this one, the other 16 don't matter, is definiteness of purpose. And even after I went through the Napoleon Hill certification course, wrote out my purpose, it wasn't what wasn't wasn't my purpose. And someone who knows me well said, Tom, you're trying to be someone else who we both knew. And they said, that's, that's not your purpose. And once I got it on paper and really knew that like if, so if Jesus was sitting on the other side of my desk, which would be really cool, by the way, uh, I think he would give me the exact same document that I have written out about what my life purpose is. And isn't it exciting to help people find out what they truly want? And can't you just see the excitement in their face when they put it on paper and realize and go through the process? Absolutely. And for me... Um I always say once you figure out the why, we can always figure out the how, right? If you know why, why you want to do what you do, or if you can figure out your purpose, we can figure out the details. But you have right. to have that firm belief, belief in your why. Um, and I will tell you, to be completely transparent, the question, what do you want, tortures me all the time. I know my big why. I know my big why. I know what what I'm here for and who I'm here to serve. When you start getting into the details of what you really want, some days I will admit that is a challenge. Um, Right. A lot of years. I spent a lot of years being who I thought I should be, not being who I am. Ooh, 
nice, nice. And so many people go through that exact same thing. And yet at the same time, Gina, one person I interviewed, Savannah Rich Mom Ross, who's from your end of the country, uh, one of Canada's probably largest private real estate investors, uh, she taught me that your what you do to earn money isn't always directly associated with your definite purpose, but it can certainly fund or support your purpose. kind of little technical glitch. I'm not sure yeah, did we ever. <laughs> so, Good music, I have though. no idea. I'm sorry about that. No but problem. So talk about, does, uh, does what you do to earn money always have to relate back to your definite purpose, or is it possible for people to have a separate definite purpose that their job helps them support, either with the time or the money they need to pursue their purpose? I think if you are fortunate enough that your job that creates money serves your purpose, you're really, really fortunate. I yes. do agree that there is a, a lot of people who do not have do not have the the ability to not have the nine to five job um, that supports what they love to do. Right. And here was the example I was going to give. My friend Savannah Richmond, Mom Ross, makes a lot of money buying real estate, but she said it really wasn't her passion. It was just something she knows how to make money at, a lot of money at. But she went on a vacation to Cuba uh, once she had accumulated a pile of money, and uh, she saw the poverty that was there. And she came back and she was so motivated that in one month she bought more properties than she'd ever bought before. And she took all the profits and went down and built houses in this area in Cuba, $10,000 a house it cost her to build. And she said that really got her excited about real estate investing because now she knew where she was going to pour her money and her time into. And so that's kind of an example of, well, yeah, maybe what you're doing for your 9 to 5 isn't exactly your purpose, but how it could fuel your purpose if you become really good at it, earn more money, and get some time off to pursue what you want to do. Now, let's start off by asking you, how do you define your own success? Because as you said, that's a, that's a question that uh, rattles around in your brain a fair bit as well. How do I find my own success? For a lot of years, I defined success by the awards that hung on my wall in my office. Um, and I won a lot of them over the years building my business. <clears throat> and they were great recognition, but my success was definitely attached to being seen by others. Um, that I did a good job, and I was a good mortgage broker. And those awards that hung on my wall validated that. 
Uh, my award wall, I actually took it at Christmas time. And now I have a, a inspirational picture on the wall that I find my own success now, my, my own importance, what I find important for me is, is it is serving others. You know, it took right. me a long time to figure out that I know a lot of people and a lot of people do really amazing things. And to turn off the comparison factor, you know, I'm not a life coach. I'm not a um, a nurse or a doctor. You know, is my occupation as as good, I don't, for the lack of a better word? What I realize now is how I serve others is supporting them in having amazing business and spectacular life. How I know that I'm doing a good job was that post from my friend Anne that I never asked for, and someone actually called me and said, did you see Anne's post this morning? Uh, when I look around with our students and our clients, and one of them came in with us, and she came in to do the, the Certified Networker course to support her husband's business. But she figured out her why and what she wants to do, and she's a writer, and she's an amazing writer. So she's taken the step to follow her passion and become a writer and not work in her husband's business. She figured out her success and defined it by what she wanted. That's how I define mm. my success. Nice, nice. Good definition. Now, what does freedom mean to you? Because freedom is so important for so many people. They wish they had time freedom and money freedom and all kinds of freedoms. But what does freedom mean to you personally? Freedom for me personally goes way back. And for me growing up when I was free was when I ran along the beach. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was a little girl and I did the airplane and I felt the, you know, the wind in my ears and, I, and on my face and I would just run along the beach and that's how I was free. Uh, I thought becoming an entrepreneur I would be free. I wouldn't have someone telling me what to do. I wouldn't have a nine-to-five clock to punch. Mm -hmm. What I traded in was one set of chains for another. And over the years, yeah, I built an amazing company, but I also worked 80 hours a week a lot of the time. Um, mm -hmm. I had, somehow I had adapted a set of rules in my head that I had to follow that there were nobody's rules, but I picked them up along the way. And I had all these rules in my head. So for the first time in a very long time, in the last year, especially more so now, what freedom means to me is define my success, to pick my time where I enjoy it the most, embrace my strengths, and let go of the other things. And the biggest part of being free is embracing all parts of me, not who I think I should be, but who I am, because then I am mm -hmm. truly free. Nice. And when you really know your purpose and know and know for sure it's your purpose, it really does help you eliminate a lot of other stuff out of your life, doesn't it? It allows you to know what your focus is and what you should just, like, ignore. Yes. And I, I will tell you that when I did the Authentic Speaker Academy for Leadership with Dov Baird, <clears throat> on more than one occasion, we would get, what is your why?! And uh, it, took, it took me a while to figure mine out. 
It took me quite a while to figure them out. But once you get it, and it evolves, but once you get the real base of it, then you can figure out really what your why is and then evolve. Then you can make your decisions based on that. But finding right. it for, you know, it took me a long time to find it. It's it not easy. I have people of I have people of all ages asking me for coaching to help them clearly define their purpose. It isn't easy, is it? No, and one of the things in our certified network course, we do what's called an emotionally charged connection, and that is pretty much your why. Why do you do what you do? And you know, you asked right. earlier about um, you know, about your 9 to 5 job lining up with your purpose. Uh, we have had clients that what they do has nothing to do with why they do it. You know, uh, right. like he he is he loves running a business. He's an amazing uh, relationship builder, great sales guy. It doesn't matter what the business is. He likes the the running of the entity. That's his why. So it doesn't necessarily always have to jive together. Right. So it's really Jeez. interesting when you. Yeah, because you Neat. think I was... with entrepreneurs. So go ahead. Yeah, I was just thinking of, uh, go ahead with entrepreneurs there, yeah. Especially with entrepreneurs, you think that, I used to think most entrepreneurs picked their occupation and went for it. Um, But it's not the case, actually. It's quite not the case. I would say it's pretty, I want to say 50-50, maybe 60-40. I think 50% of people really love what they do and believe in what they do and decide to build a business. The other half fell into an opportunity and decided to build a business. They're just as amazing businesses, but it doesn't necessarily mean it feeds their soul. Mm. Mm, Right. Right. And I was thinking there of almost a phrase that instead of time management, people should consider why management. Because when you know your why, your time becomes managed a lot better. Absolutely. And you know what? Um, I know from experience when your why gets pushed down by life, by, you know, everybody has life, by busy, by when your why gets pushed down and you're not clear of it, that's when you hit the, oh my gosh, I have so much to do, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed, and you, you, it gets, you just get bogged down in all the details. You get overwhelmed with life because you forget why. Why are you doing this? Right. You know, you know why? Yeah. I, you know, and there's, I know that I'm sure there's not a person in the world who's, you know, one morning woken up and thought, why am I getting out of bed? I'm sure everybody's done that at least. In their life. You know, but if you know what your purpose is, and you know what, you might not be living it every single day because life gets in the way, but if you truly know what your purpose is, I think everything is easier. I love it. I love it. And now let's, uh, we're talking about following your passions and your purpose, but talk about uh, the cost to people if they don't follow their passion and their purpose, because there is a cost, a cost to the soul, a cost to the, the people they love. A, there is a cost for not following your purpose and your passion. Absolutely. There's, you know, and it could be a physical cost, uh, an, an emotional cost, a mental cost, and even a financial cost. You know, if you... Um, I have a friend who says you can't cherry-pick your feelings. 
And if you don't embrace your feeling and your passion, you don't feel the highs. You don't feel the lows, but you never feel the highs. If you, a lot of people don't know what they're passionate about, and that's one of the reasons I did the passion test with Janet Bray Atwood, because I really like helping that, helping people try to figure it out. But if you're not living your life to passion, in your passion, you're truly not living. You know, and right. if you're living your life in your passion, everything is different. If you're truly living your life in your passion, you know, your thinking is clearer. You're so much easier to be around. You're really excited about your life and what you do. You know, your relationships become deeper and stronger because you're not living in your head. You're in your heart and connected to your feelings. It's a great, it's all-encompassing. Nice. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and there is truly a cost. I know when I wasn't following my passion that, yeah, just mentally and physically I was not as vibrant as I am uh, now. I, it excites me every day to follow my passion. And so there definitely is a cost if you don't. And now uh, you also help others by being true to themselves. Talk a little bit about that because so many people, as you mentioned earlier, they're working a job for someone else or because they have to or they have to support a family. But if you're not true to yourself, it is going to eat away at your soul and your health and your mind, isn't it? Yeah, and this one truly comes from a lot of personal experience. Um, when I got, I, my husband and I got married in 1997, and we, like a lot of young couples, wanted to start a family. We couldn't do it on our own, and we needed some help. So we got some help. We went to a great fertility doctor, and we got pregnant with twins. I lost both babies, uh, one at nine weeks and one at 18 weeks. And I never, ever felt the grief. I literally stopped talking to the world. I didn't talk to anybody mm. for a month, and then I went back to work. And for mm. me, that was the beginning of, of, I was a doer. I spent every waking moment doing something because then I didn't ever have to look at my own feelings. But when mm. I locked away my feelings for so many years, I also locked away my wants, my dreams, my desires. Because I realize now I didn't, you know, I wanted to have a baby more than anything and I couldn't give myself that. So why would I give myself anything? So I literally locked all these things away for many, many years. Mm. What I realize now, like you say, you can't cherry pick feelings. When you lock it down, you lock it down across the board. And... People used to ask me the question, you know the question when you do coaching, where do you want to be in five years? Right. My answer was always, I, I hated the question because I didn't think, I always would say, you know what, I have so much. I'm so thankful for where I am. I don't think I have the right to want more. But that's not true. You have the right to want more. I just didn't, I wasn't being true to myself because I wouldn't look at what was going on inside. Wow, wow. From the outside, everybody looking at me, I had it all together. I did. I had it. I had the thriving business, the amazing family, lots of friends, big social circles. But I literally felt like I was standing outside of myself watching my life. 
because I wasn't being wow. true to anything that was going on with me. That hurts. That hurts. Oh, it hurts. You, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know, but once you know, it's totally different. Yeah, right. It is. It wakens you up to a whole new life and world and puts a big smile on your face. So yeah. it's so, so true. And, um, oh, I was just thinking, are you still married? Yes, I am. I am still married. So uh, I, when I find out this, I, I often ask, uh, Napoleon Hill spoke about and wrote about mostly that the best mastermind group is between a husband and a wife. And he talked about Henry Ford and Thomas Edison in particular. Their wives were crucial to their success. Uh, talk a little, brag on your husband a little bit and talk about uh, that uh, relationship because if you don't have that support at home to pursue your passion and your why and being true to yourself, uh, that makes it really hard to go out and do the things we're talking about. My husband unequivocally supports anything I do. I swear sometimes he thinks I'm just, I get crazy ideas, but he unequivocally supports me in anything I do. Um, when I decided to, to do Dob Barron's Authentic Speaker Academy for Leadership, um, I'm not sure he knew what he was getting himself into, but he unequivocally supports me and what I want to do. And that part, yeah, I can't, I couldn't ask for better. Um, right. You know, it's been a long journey over the years, but that way, you know, even, even I come home with a crazy idea and he looks at me and goes, okay. I'm like, okay, I'm off with it. <laughs> and isn't it nice so, uh, to go out into the world to help other people when you know you have that backing at home so that your brain's not thinking like, oh, man, you know, I'm not getting the love at home and the support on this. When you have that at home, you can go out and give your all to your clients because you don't have that little nagging in the back of your brain about what your spouse is thinking or the grief that you're going to get. Absolutely. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. I never... You know, I, I do try to be mindful of, of, our, of our schedule, and I have made some very definite choices in my schedule, but I am home for dinner at least four nights a week. That is one of my big choices. I want to, see, I want to be home with my kids. Um, I do not, not work 18-hour days anymore. Um, truthfully, I, I do mortgages in the morning, and I do Intentional Success Inc. in the afternoons, and I'm usually home by 5 o'clock, and that's the way it goes. And my phone goes away, and it doesn't come out again. I will work a little bit after my boys are in bed if I really have to, but I don't do it very often anymore. Because one thing nice. I realized in all of this is balance is everything. Balance is everything. To balance, you know, work, what you love, your family, especially time for you. Like every day I make sure the one thing I've learned is that every day I have time for me and it's not something I will give up. And if it's writing right. a journal or reading a book or even just, you know, the last few nights I've just sat on the deck and it's been beautiful and clear, just some time for me every single day. And that, because I know that if I don't take care of myself, if I'm not the top of my own priority list, I can't help anybody. I can't help my family. I can't help my clients. I can't help my friends. I have to make sure that I'm, okay first and that was a very hard lesson to learn 
Nice. I love it. Now let's talk about investing in yourself and investing in your business. You've all obviously already talked about investing in the Referral Marketing Institute. Uh, mm-hmm. That costs you money. All these different certifications cost you money. And I know that my wife used that. Uh, I get on my case or ask about all the books I buy and all the books I receive from the people I interview. Uh, I love learning, and yet so many people are don't invest in themselves. And like you're your best investment if you're not going to invest in yourself. No matter what else you invest, it's not going to have as good a return as investing in yourself, is it? Absolutely. Uh, in business, one of the first things I was told when I started my company, because I truly started it with, I had no idea really which what I was doing, and someone said to me, get a good business coach. So I found somebody that really fit for me, and I think it's a lot about fit. And truthfully, that first year I started my company, I think I did six deals, maybe. So I wasn't 100% <laughs> sure where I was going to come up with the money, but I knew that I had to do it because I needed the guidance. I just didn't know what I was doing. Over the years, I have spent a lot of money on business coaches, programs and stuff. I will admit not all programs are equal. I've learned the lesson about how to check things out. But if you don't invest in yourself, I truly know now that unless I'm consciously moving forward through life's journey, and I have a lot of, my world has been opened up to a lot of people who have done a lot of personal development in the last year, and I feel like I'm just starting out. But I also know that I need guidance. Like I, I, like I always joke in, in the post that I write about, I always joke about where's the manual. Like seriously, someone give me a manual to figure out how to do this. But there is no manual. But you need the guidance of like-minded people to figure out how you're going. And I always ask people, you know, people, I will admit people say, well, you know, why would you spend the money? And I say to people, you know, you're building a business, do you have goals? And they say, yes. Well, that's a roadmap to where you want to go. With your life, if you don't, if you need some guidance to where you go, you buy a book, you, you work with a life coach or a mentor. If you're not investing in yourself to move forward, you stand still. And if you want change, you have to do something different. Right? Change doesn't happen by doing the. I think it was um, either Albert Edison or uh, uh, Thomas Edison or Albert Einstein that said that the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. If you don't, mm. if you want different, you have to do different. And, you know, sometimes I catch myself going back to old patterns thinking, why did I, like, why am I in this position? And I realize. I didn't do anything different, so how can you expect a different result? And if you don't have um, the, the knowledge, you, you find someone who does have the knowledge. Right, and there, there are people out there that have the knowledge. Oh. They either write books or they have videos. There's lots of stuff you can even get for free. Oh, absolutely, and there's so many amazing people out there. To, I mean, even, you know, as, as YouTubing things, you know, uh, there's so many amazing things out there. And the investment, yeah, it's money, but it's also time. You know, everybody is so busy. You know, I was busy for years. 
I was. I filled, when I think about it now, I'm exhausted by thinking about how I did it. I'd work 10-hour days. I would go home. I'd, you know, do dinner. I'd get my kids to bed. I'd tidy up the house. And then when I had free time, I would sew or I'd read fiction. And then I'd go to bed. And I was a book-a-day girl. Wow. I, would, I, I will not tell you how many books are in my Amazon account. Um, <laughs> and I think about it now, it makes me exhausted. But I filled my days with busy so I didn't ever have to do look inside or look at where my life was or what was going on. My, one of my big whys is I want, especially women like me, entrepreneurs or working moms with families, to stop, take a deep breath, and let's take stock of where you are. Because if you don't, you're, I, from my experience, I was missing out on so much. I was always so busy, I wasn't present with people. I was the fix-it person. Everybody came to me to fix things. No one ever came to me to just really listen because I never had time. You know, my kids, I wasn't present with my kids. You know, and now that I know the difference, I mean, I will go home. You know, last night I sat on the couch and watched My Little Pony. And, yeah, did I I have ten other things that I could have done? Absolutely. Would I trade that hour in? No way. My Little Pony. Rainbow Sparkle, one of their favorites. You know, it's just those things. So, so one part of my why is truly helping women like me to stop. Because right. I didn't know. I didn't. Right. If you don't invest in yourself, you don't have a you don't have enough to invest in other people. As and especially as a a woman, especially if you're a wife and a mother and an entrepreneur, if you're not investing in your own self you just won't have the energy mentally or physically to invest in people that you love. Absolutely. You know, and it's hard, I won't kid you, it's hard to try to, you know, add that hour a day into your schedule for time for you to do, read a book or have a coaching call or something like that. It's really hard in the beginning. But once you start, you know, it takes 28 days to develop a habit, it does get easier. You know, and most people... I like to hope that most people have, I I can't even say that, half the people will have a supportive environment around them. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just sometimes women, especially women, think they have to do it all alone. It's that control factor. It's that, you know, we're told that, you know, we can't have it all or we're told that we can't have it all. We're told that we have to be, you know, we have to work, we have to be cook, cleaner, the whole bit. You know, and then when you don't, when you actually stop doing things like that, you know, you have that voice in your head that whispers at you, you're selfish. And you know what? I do not see selfish as a bad word anymore. I did for a lot of years. But now I see it as centered self. Right. Oh, I like that distinction a lot. Yeah. That came from all my lovely colleagues at the Authentic Sphere Academy for Leadership. Because that's what it's about. I mean... You know, I even hear that weird that word whispered in my head still sometimes. But I will stop and think, no, it's called centered self. And if I take my hour and just do what I need to do, then I won't be short with my kids. I won't be, you know, annoyed when I go to the office. I won't be, you know, I'm such, 
you know, I'm back into my heart. I'm not into my head. I'm not overthinking things. And I just feel more centered. And I'm a nicer person to be around to boot. <laughs> even better. Even better. Yeah. And it's so true. It's so true. Like, I do the same thing. Spend time every day journal, writing, reading. And it just makes me a better person for my wife, for my friends, for my work colleagues. Uh, it's not being selfish. It's actually investing in other people by investing in yourself. Absolutely. And I know that you go to the gym pretty early too because I see it. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that I started to do. Like I, <laughs> I've discovered CrossFit and I love it. And between CrossFit and my and the gym, I do something five days a week, and you know, wow. three of them are actually in the work day. I sneak Ooh. out for an hour and a half, but it makes me so much better with everything else. So right, I love it. Now the final point, and this is an interesting one because I want to hear what you have to say. But of the topics you gave me, one you wanted to talk about was building amazing businesses without a plan. And my mind was going, wow, what is that about? So uh, elaborate on that one because I uh, am really interested in that point. Um, Not long ago, I had a client who came to me. And they wanted to, we were just having a a coffee to see if there was a fit for us to work together because we truly believe there has to be a fit. And they told me about the amazing business they have built. And then I started asking questions. You know, what does, you know, amazing mean to you and you can define. And then I started asking the business questions. And you know Mm -hmm. what? The client thought their business was amazing, but the reality was they weren't making any money. They were bogged down in the details. And they didn't have a plan. You know, there are very few successful companies that have gotten where they are without a plan. Sometimes I go, I've spoken at networking meetings in the past, and I'll ask people how many, I'll ask for a show of hands, say a group of 50, and I ask for a show of hands how many of them have business goals. And it still shocks me to this day, it's usually less than 20%. And I don't understand how people can expect to build an amazing business without having some kind of plan. Like it's, like, it's like throwing a dart at a dartboard blindfolded. Mm. You're hoping you're going to hit a you never know where it's going to go. Like you can't truly, I truly believe you cannot do business without some kind of plan. You know, right. we've all seen the, you know, 150-page business plans, the business plans in a day. I have a business model that works for me that I love with my clients. But I truly believe if you want to have an amazing business, you've got to have a plan. And if you don't know how to make the plan, there's lots of resources on the, on the Internet. There are so many amazing business coaches in this country and in the U.S. Um, there's so many resources out there for entrepreneurs. But it's almost as if it's that whole control factor. They don't want to ask for help. They don't want to perceive that they're they're not as good as they are. It's all of those. And the one thing I learned through the years that I definitely knew is that I had a plan. I had goals. I was, you know, show me a goal and I can hit it, especially if it's business. <laughs> I had that part down. But it's because I had a plan. 
And it doesn't have to be, you know, our traditional 150 business page plan. That's We don't do that. But we even have, you know, we have a referral marketing plan. So I know there are so many avid networkers in this country. I mean, BNI is huge. Business Networking International has a, quite a big presence in this company. And I was very involved with them for many years. It was one of my favorite things I've done over the years. Um, and, you know, when you go to BNI, you have a plan. But then we look at other networking events and stuff, and, you know, you have the, all the different kinds of networkers, someone who goes around and collects as many cards as they possibly can, and they, then they email 28 people the next day and never hear from them. Or then you just have people who go to meet people, and there's all sorts of different reasons. But unless you have a plan, you know, time is your most precious commodity. And if you don't have a plan to focus yourself when you're doing these things, you're just you're spending your own money by wasting your own time. Right. And yet at the same time, flexible planning is important. I interviewed a guy last week, a big uh, business executive who spent 15 years in the military, and he talked about that in the military. Yes, you have very thorough plans, but at the same time, you know that the enemy is going to go totally against your plans. They're going to surprise you. They're going to pop out at you where you don't expect them. Um, so, yes, you got to start with a thorough plan, but you got to be pretty nimble on your feet to be flexible oh, about the plan. You have to be adaptable. You need something. I don't believe, like, you know, I've done the, the big, long business plans that, you know, you structure your day around them and stuff like that. I truly don't believe in that. I believe that, you you know, you get a basis, you base it on what your strengths are and what makes you happy, what fills your soul if you can. And it's very fluid, you know, but you have a basic plan. Like, I mean, you're, the gentleman that you talked about, I'm sure that they have a long-term goal for their company and mm-hmm. they have, you know, specific ways they're going to get there. But they're fluid and they change all the time as, as long as they're working towards where they want to be. So many entrepreneurs don't even know where they want to be. They don't know. They want to make more money. Okay. Right. They want to have right. Here's time. a dime. Here's 25 yeah. cents. You just made more money. Yeah. I used to have a friend in, uh, in our coaching program. They used to call her the queen of vague because it was exactly that. I want to make more money. Well, exactly. Here's your dime. Like you need to have, <laughs> you need to define it and then figure out how to get there. And that's what I, truthfully, that's what I love. I love the build. I love the, the fluidness, the, oh, my goodness, this roadblock just got thrown up. Okay, well, let's adapt the plan. Which, how are we going to get around it? Should we re, you know, what do we need to reevaluate? Because it's about knowing where you're going, right? It's like driving right. a car blindfolded. <laughs> not a right, 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 right. Driving, driving a car blindfolded, you know, and I, I've sat with a lot of entrepreneurs over the years um, who want to build amazing businesses, they don't have a plan. They don't want to spend the money to have a plan. And they keep doing the same thing over and over again, and, but nothing ever changes. And I'm sad to say half of those people aren't around anymore. And mm. in, a com- in a country that, you know, entrepreneurial spirit is leading the way, um, that's sad. That makes me sad because there's so many resources for, for these people to build their business and have amazing business and spectacular lives. And that's why, that's truly why I started Intentional Success. I really, really wanted to help these people and assist these people in defining their success and making a plan. 
Right. And uh, I kind of thought of the analogy as you were talking there. Like, if you have the plan and you know where you're going, I'm thinking of driving in Tur- downtown Toronto, even if you have to get detoured or a street is closed or there's an accident, even when you're detoured, you still know your final destination. Where am I headed to? And you can always get around and sneak around and find your way back onto the route that you have. But if you don't know where you're going, any detour, any road is just as good. It doesn't matter what road you take. Exactly. And for me, it's funny that you say that because for me, the word detour has a new meaning. And for me, the word detour these days means patience. Because I'm the type of person in the past who makes a decision, I make a decision, let's do it, and I jump in with two feet. Like some of the decisions I've made, I want to get on it and jump in with two feet, but I hit a detour. And I think I don't like that, but then I realize, okay, this is my lesson in patience today. I just have to figure out a different way of doing it. So that's exactly that. It's, it's, you know, how to navigate the detours and the potholes and the the running out of gas. (laughs) (laughs) and i like the idea about patience because my uh my modus operandi is mostly to ready fire aim and sometimes you should just have the patience to let things transpire uh, before you start firing uh we are quite wired the same way and uh, a good friend reminded me yesterday that i've spent years doing and part of that is because I just did things, I didn't have patience. And I will admit that patience is not something I really embraced in my life over the years. Um, but I really am trying now because, you know what, everything happens at the pace it needs to happen. And sometimes, right. you know, I love making a decision and going for it. But sometimes, you know what, that pause really helps. And that's one of the lessons I learned from Dog Baron in general now when people ask me to do anything or I make decisions, I pause first. I pause, I check in with me, and then I make my decision. All right. And that patience and not plowing ahead can save you a lot of headaches. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure you've been, you like to have made some of those decisions along the way that you think, yeah, probably should have thought that one through a little bit more. Right, exactly. It's like, well, I did something, but I shouldn't have done something at all. I should have just waited. Yeah, or just you put a little bit more, checked out that detour a little bit better. Right, right. And so, so important, so important. And again, it gets back to you got to have that plan. you got to really know what your purpose is, what your why is. And then no matter what, whatever comes at you, you know how to get back on track. Yeah. If you stay true to your why, if you truly, and you know what, you'll have days that you won't, and you'll have, life does get in the way, but if you can hold on to your why, the how and the everything else always comes. Right. You know, and to, if you know your why, you can build an amazing business. You just need to put some plans down. Right. And sometimes people only know their why. They don't know the how. They have no idea. But if they know their why and they have the patience you're talking about, the how eventually shows up. Absolutely. I have a client right now that, you know, every now and then she'll say to me, I don't know why I'm doing this. And I'll say, close your eyes. And she'll say, okay. And I say, think about why. Why are you doing this? 
And she goes, okay, I'm good. And off she goes. Sometimes, sometimes you, you know, life gets overwhelming. You have a bad day, you know, you, and you forget. But when you really stop, again, that's my word, really stop and check with yourself and, you know, go back to your why, the rest will come. Exactly. You know, when we started, when we started intentional success, I said to my partner, okay, so do you want to do this or not? He said, yes. I'm like, okay, as long as we know what, what we're doing, you know, why we're going to do it, we can figure the rest out. And the next day I said to him, okay, so my detail brain has kicked in. How are we going to do this? He's like, I don't know, but we'll figure it out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right? But when do we, we start? We knew our why. Yeah, we knew our why. So right. that's what it's right. all about. Now, uh, I would be remiss. I haven't mentioned your website yet, but you have two of them, so let's mention them both. You have intentionalsuccessinc.com, so intentionalsuccessinc.com. And then, of course, there's people listening. Almost everyone who will listen has a mortgage, so at some point they're going to need a new one, or if they don't have one now, Get ready. You're probably going to have one at some point. And so a good place to find you, that website is mawest.ca. So Mortgage Alliance West. So it's mawest.ca. So intentionalsuccessinc.com and mawest.ca for the mortgage business. Uh, any last words before we let you go? Uh, I've really enjoyed myself here. You got me thinking, and uh, you had me thinking some new thoughts and some new ideas myself. So I always love when that happens. Thank you very much. That that I mean a lot. And thank you again for the opportunity. I um, I love talking about this. I love sharing my journey with people to see if I can get them to stop and take a pause. And I truly appreciate the opportunity to do it. Right. And when you love what you're doing, it really comes through in the passion and the caring for your clients, both in the mortgage business and with intentional success. Absolutely. I am blessed to have both that feed into my why on both sides. So I'm very blessed that way. Nice. Well, people, intentionalsuccessinc.com. You really should. I would think I was, I'm going to add, especially if you're a female and a female entrepreneur or business person, check out intentionalsuccessinc.com. I think Gina will have a lot to share with you and is a good good ear to listen and very supportive, obviously, from that amazing post from Ann Beaulieu. And so especially if you're a woman and a woman entrepreneur or business person, uh, check out Gina and her website. Uh, She could be an extremely valuable resource for you uh, and very, very helpful for you to help you find your purpose and your why and, and to follow it as much as you can. Thanks for your time today, Gina. I appreciate it and have yourself an amazing day. Thank you so much. Take care. You too.